welcome to the President's Career Podcast. The PCP is a resource for the Center of Professional and Career Pathways, so if you have any additional questions, feel free to stop by the office or schedule a meeting on Handshake. This episode is a little different as it's hosted by Jamie Klingensmith and Rachel Soffer, the Senior Assistant Director and the Assistant Director for the Center of Professional and Career Pathways. They will be interviewing six alums to get a feel for what it's like working in 2021. Now, without further ado, Rachel, take it away. Well, let's get started by doing some introductions. Um, if you can share your name, uh, the pronouns that you use, your graduation year, uh, what you're currently doing, whether that's school or work or both, and a couple things you were involved in at WMJ, and we'll just go around and get, that way you all know each other and we can get to know you too. Alex, do you want to start? Sure. Um, my name is Alex Sassi. I use uh, she, her pronouns. I graduated in 2013 with an English major, and I am currently, for the last week, uh, full-time, like working full-time and going to school part-time. Um, I graduate next week, so I'm very excited. Um, but I'm just wrapping up my MBA, and I work as a recruiter for KPMG. Um, I think that was all you said, Rachel. That's great. Thanks. Danielle, you're next on my screen. Do you want to go next? Sure. Hi, I'm Danielle Shelgren. I use she, her pronouns. I graduated from WNJ in 2018. Um, while I was there, I was involved with uh, SGA. I was in Greek life. I also worked a bit with Rachel in the um, Office of Community Engagement, um, lots of different stuff. Uh, and now I am the manager of digital marketing at uh, Adagio Health. It's like a Women's Health, Reproductive Health nonprofit that's um, located in now four states, uh, PA, West Virginia, Ohio, and New York, but um, I work out of the central office in Pittsburgh. Kenny Roberts, I think you're next on my screen. What's going on, folks? Kenny Roberts here. Uh, Use the he, him pronouns. I'm a 2014 graduate of Washington Jefferson College. I was a political science and comms major. Uh, I was a member of the Phi Kappa Psi fraternity at WNJ. And currently I am based in Washington, DC, where I am a lobbyist uh, working for a multi-client uh, bipartisan firm, uh, working to advance issues surrounding energy infrastructure um, and workforce development um, on Capitol Hill and with the Biden administration. Thanks. Carson? I'm Carson. I use she, her pronouns. I graduated from WJ in 2020. I got my degree in communication arts with an emphasis in public relations. I was involved in Greek life. I also interned at the Office of Career Services, which is now rebranded, so that's exciting. I'm currently based in Baltimore, downtown Baltimore. I work as a marketing coordinator at Invested, which is a registered investment advisory firm. Awesome. Amanda? Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Amanda Halula. I am, I use she, her pronouns. I'm a 2016 graduate of WJ. Um, and while I was there, I majored in psych and I minor in history for fun. Um, and then I was involved uh, in athletics. I was a four-year women's golfer. Um, I was also involved in student athlete advisory community. I, I held various roles in that. That was my biggest involvement on campus. And then currently I work at Carnegie Mellon University. I am an assistant director and career consultant in the uh, Career and Professional Development Center. Um, I currently advise undergraduate engineering students um, and the student athlete population on all things career stuff, so. Awesome. Last but not least, Kenny Clark. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Kenny Clark. I am, I am a 2018 graduate of WNJ. I use he, him, his pronouns. And uh, I majored in biochemistry and minored in religious studies. I was at WNJ and I was involved in the student government as well as the Black Student Union. And I was also an RA and involved in the music department. Uh, I'm currently a medical student at the Ohio State University College of Medicine um, where I'm studying to be a doctor. Amazing. Thank you all so much for being here and, and talking about your uh, post-grad experience and just what it's like to be a young professional and 
2021 and everything we've all been through in the last year and you know how that experience has shaped your your future so um yeah thanks again i guess our first question is um you know obviously the last year has been um different and uh challenging in in many ways um whether you're in graduate school working full-time doing both what has the experience been like for you? What has changed um, at work, in school, and how do you feel like you've managed that? I'll just jump right in. Um, certainly as a lobbyist, you know, for me, my job is very much day-to-day -day being very client-facing, dealing with folks um, really in person. And I think for me, um, it's it shifted because, at the, like many of us, uh, that all came to a halt in uh, the beginning parts of March of 2020. So really like, again, many of us utilizing technology uh, was something that was very new for me uh, just because I never really had to rely on uh, sort of the technology that existed out there, um, but it's been great. I think ultimately like, like many folks, we adapt. I think it's provided a new platform for me selfishly uh, to really get involved and, and really engage with people that weren't always available. Uh, now everyone became available because it was just uh, a phone call or a Zoom call away. So uh, ultimately uh, it changed the ability to sort of have that personal interaction, but ultimately I think provided me the opportunity to actually double my ability to engage with folks because uh, you basically at the fingertips of a phone call or, or again, a Zoom call away um, to be able to engage with, with individuals. I can jump in next too. Um, so for me, uh, a lot of what I did on a day-to-day -day basis before um, before COVID was marketing our services and offerings that we have in the Adagio Health Medical Offices. So letting people know that they can come in for birth control, for prep, for um, their flu shot and basic health screenings. And so once all of the medical offices closed, we uh, had to pivot really quickly to telehealth, which we didn't offer before. And we were looking at like a one to two year long rollout for telehealth that ended up um, turning into two weeks. So we, uh, the, the clinical operations team was able to turn it around really fast. But then um, I being our only marketing person at the time was tasked with letting everybody know. So there was some um, challenges working to spread the word just about like our new offerings and how our organization was pivoting to deal with COVID. But it was a really fun challenge that um, we got to be pretty innovative with. And it was nice to see our new services actually succeed. Like people were still um, coming to us to help them with the health services that they needed even during COVID because we were able to do that. So. Yeah, I think it was definitely a big shift. Um, I, I had a very in-person job where I was traveling a lot, meeting people in person. And to have that like one week, I was at like a large event with tons of people doing very unsafe COVID-related things. Um, and I don't know, we thought doing fist bumps was enough to like keep us safe. And then the next week, just everything being shut down was definitely a big switch. Um, I think the biggest difficulty with it is um, keeping like the boundaries of your workday there because I feel like they have definitely blurred um, especially since I work with predominantly student population and so it is not uncommon for me to get like a call on my cell phone at nine o'clock at night um, and trying to keep that kind of boundary in place um, so that I still have time outside of work even though everything is still in my house like working at my house school all, like just hanging out, everything's here, but still kind of keeping those boundaries in place. Yeah, I'd say boundaries were a big, a big adjustment on my end. Um, CMU luckily had the technology infrastructure to pivot really easily um, into a hybrid delivery model um, for, you know, our students and obviously being student facing, we did a lot of one one-on-one -on -one interacting. Um, and I think that's one of our office's most glaring um, difficulties, or I would say growth edge, um, being so heavily focused on, you know, one-on-one -on -one interaction with students um, and then having, you know, it's completely pivot to virtual services didn't seem too bad until, you know, we're being asked and tasked by the entire university leadership to 
provide offerings and programmings and services that we, you know, typically uh, don't offer on top of what we typically offer uh, in response to, you know, how COVID impacted the job market and, you know, last summer's internships. So um, being able to communicate really effectively with my team was uh, one thing that I really leaned on and um, really setting strong habits around boundaries um, because, you know, as Alex mentioned, I, you know, it, it couldn't, it doesn't surprise me when, you know, students are scheduling an appointment for the next morning at 8.30 in the morning at two o'clock at, at night, the, the night prior, or, you know, I'm getting emails at all hours or, you know, we're being asked to do more uh, off work hours, you know, programming and such. So communication and, and boundaries were, were big. Thank you all for answering that. What about your experience in education at WNJ has prepared you to handle changing circumstances and being adaptable um, over this time? I know Amanda mentioned that communication. Um, Kenny, I saw you on mute, Kenny Clark. And, and maybe I'll ask you since everybody won't be able to see you if you just say your name at the beginning of these first couple questions so that they know who is speaking. Yes, this is Kenny Clark. Um, I'll take that question uh, just coming from the student side of things. So um, still being a student, just having to go from teaching and from learning in person to getting instruction in the online format and now the hybrid format even a year later. Uh, I think just having that liberal arts education of different learning styles, different teaching styles that you got at WJ from taking classes in different majors and different uh, curriculums and things like that. That really helped me personally because, uh, you know, a lot of people, um, especially coming from the med school side of things, people are in the sciences, they're used to have to learning a certain way, but me, I can kind of, I was able to lean on some of my past experiences at WNJ where I was taking a class, like where we did a lot of more like discussions that we're doing now in Zoom based um, fashion. And I really just like, was really grateful for having that opportunity to, to, to have that in my past where I could use that now, um, because that's really like all we do now um, when it comes to the, the online form of instruction. And I feel like WNJ really prepared me for that. Anyone else want to answer that? Sure. Um, this is Amanda. Uh, so one of the things that you were kind of expected to do at WJ is problem solve um, and problem solve or be um, almost self uh, motivated in a way, you know, you were expected to um, depending on what faculty you had or what classes you were taking, you were expected to try and figure things out on your own ahead of time, um, you know, before asking questions or, you know, really using and relying on resources. And I think that kind of expectation, that inherent expectation of you're going to have to be self-motivated and, and try to figure things out as a problem solver uh, independently before, you know, trying to lean on, um, you know, your faculty. I think that is something that can be taken in any aspect of life. Um, you know, you gotta be able to problem solve and troubleshoot. And I definitely know the expectations at WJ helped prepare um, for a variety of scenarios in my current career and even in my master's program as well. Yeah, and I think WJ really helped me kind of understand the difference between when it's a time when you should kind of like knuckle down and tackle a lot of projects and it might be a lot of long hours, but you're really like accomplishing a goal and when it's okay to say no to something. Um, like this past spring was really difficult for me. I was finishing my capstone with uh, uh, school, um, trying to take on more projects at work. And I knew like, I couldn't necessarily say no to anything I was doing. Like I had to get the work done. Um, but this summer, like there were a couple of extra projects that came up and I was like, nah, you know what? I'm gonna pass on those. I'm not gonna take those on. I need to give myself like a little bit of a professional break, I guess. And so um, those are skills that I think I started to pick up at WJ when I was trying to balance clubs, activities, student worker positions, internships, along with classes. And when you might have to drop something or step away from something for a little bit of time um, in, in order to kind of accomplish your other goals. Great. 
Um, so since the pandemic, have any of you changed positions, changed companies, gotten promotions, started a new, you know, a new thing? And I guess what has that experience been like for you to, to do that in, in the midst of all of this? And what was the process like in terms of like interviewing and, and just in general making the transition? I can speak to that. Um, I did not change companies or anything during the pandemic, but I did get promoted, which is, you know, exciting. I went from being, oh, sorry, this is Danielle, by the way. Um, I went from being marketing and communication specialist to being digital marketing manager, um, which is really exciting also because uh, where, sorry, if you can hear my dog barking in the background, by the way, this is the stuff we've all gotten used to over the past year or so, but um, I, we went from working with like outside marketing agencies to bringing all of the marketing in house, which was really exciting because I got to manage a lot of that, but also because then we brought somebody else onto the team to fill the marketing and communication specialist role that I had left when I got promoted. So um, it was kind of interesting seeing it from the other side of like bringing somebody new onto the team rather than starting a new job myself and kind of um, helping to teach somebody and help them kind of learn the ins and outs of their new role when we haven't even met in person yet. Um, but it was also, I think a really good experience because you learn a lot about like communicating with other people um, when you're not seeing them face to face and it's all technology. So it was a, it was a challenging but interesting experience. Yeah, uh, this is Kenny Roberts. Uh, I left a company that I was at for about three years at the American Petroleum Institute, where I served as our chief infrastructure lobbyist. Um, great opportunity. I really enjoyed my time. And, and there was a, another um, uh, truly opportunity that, that came to work as a lobbyist in a multi-client firm, which allowed me the opportunity to uh, really broaden the work that I'm advocating for on behalf of companies just not specific to the oil and natural gas industry. Uh, this is actually my third day in it. So it's, it's really fun um, learning a lot. And, and to, to Danielle's point, certainly communication um, is, is critical and always has been, but I think has been um, heightened during these times of transition because you don't necessarily have the ability to um, you know go in and see folks in a sort of regular cadence like one would during a normal transition of, of employment so uh, for, for me it's, it's been great I, I've been the kind of guy and, and I'm proud to, proud to say that I'm, I'm fully vaccinated so sort of feel um, a little more comfortable being able to uh, schedule in-person meetings with folks outside of work just to really humanize this experience selfishly for myself to ensure that I can continue to get that um, sort of personal touch and just kind of build that sort of um, sense of camaraderie that one would have may have uh, built in the early parts of, of onboarding to a new company. So um, it, it's certainly been uh, unique. Um, I don't like to use the word challenging uh, a lot. So I, I would say that it was, it was, it's been a, a growth uh, period, um, but it's been fun. And, and to me, it, I think opportunities like this just provide um, outcomes to be a little more unique and thoughtful and sort of how you choose to, uh, you know, kind of do your own business and, and more importantly, find your way within um, you, you know, kind of the new companies. Yeah. Carson, as a class of 2020, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this question. Yeah, so um, I've been in my job for about four months now. Uh, it was a very interesting process being brought on. Um, I was working in an industry that I was not familiar with, um, investment advising, financial planning, very outside of my element. Um, but my boss even is remote now too. Um, so basically having a mentor and a boss kind of bring me on all virtually has been very interesting to say the least, but uh, communication, I think what everyone else has been saying has been a huge part and just a lot of, I guess, step-by-step -step guidance. I think there's a good mix of having guidance to those around you to really lead you in the right direction, but a lot of initiative on your own end to do the research, ask the questions you need to do to really submerge yourself in the industry or the job that you are now part of doing the research about the market 
Um, so a lot of learning uh, for sure has happened during this transition. And just like the ins and outs of, you know, being in an office now that is smaller and we're all kind of in our own little bubbles, but we still try to have a sense of community. It's definitely a, a balancing act. And um, along with what Kenny said, like with vaccinations rolling out with here in Baltimore, it's been full steam ahead. A lot of us in our office have gone at least the first round. Um, so hopefully, you know, more uh, interactive uh, meetings and things like that will be happening soon, which is exciting. But overall, I guess just really trying to make the best of the virtual experience and making an effort to make those connections with your coworkers and your bosses and really just learning from them and taking all the information and not being afraid to ask questions. So a lot of uh, critical communication on your end too has to be made, but overall it's been really good experience and really eye-opening. Yeah, I think I'd also be interested to hear from Amanda and Alex too, working in, you know, career and then working in recruiting too, what that you know, in terms of advising students for you, Amanda, but also Alex on the recruiting and the chain, total change in, in what that experience has been like over the last year. I can go first, I guess. Um, it's Alex. Um, I, I think, honestly, it's opened up a lot more opportunities, I feel like, for students. Um, honestly, it, especially for students at smaller schools like WNJ, um, where maybe an employer hasn't been able to get on campus in the past. They have alumni that are passionate about recruiting WNJ students, but they just aren't able to send somebody physically to the school. Um, but now we're able to connect virtually with students across the country. And so like this morning, I had a call with a student um, that's going to school in Kentucky and they wanna come back to Pittsburgh um, for their internship. And so, I'm never in a million years gonna to go to a recruitment event at a school in Kentucky, but I'm still able to connect with these students now. And so um, it's allowed us to connect students with opportunities that they're truly interested in. And I think has made everybody much more comfortable with just um, like Kenny said earlier, like just hopping on a Zoom call and chatting with someone um, and really opening up those network connections that I think even once we go back in person, everybody's gonna feel much more comfortable doing. Like it's not gonna be, out of the ordinary for me to set up a Zoom call with the student that's going to school out of state or isn't able to make it into the office for a face-to-face -face chat. And so while it was an adjustment, I think for the first, um, I don't know, I wouldn't even say couple of weeks. Like it was, it was a pretty quick adjustment. Um, I think it really fits nicely with recruitment and has helped us a great deal overall. Yeah, in the career field, um, this is Amanda, by the way, um, in the career area, it's been um, kind of a toss up. I hear a lot of students that have told me they're not enjoying, you know, doing a lot of things remotely. They really do miss that in-person interaction. However, um, I do work with a lot of students who um, I really have to coach on social skills most of the time. Like they have the skills and the abilities and the education um, that the employers are seeking. Um, but they're communicating and their ability to, you know, talk about themselves and um, build their personal brand and really um, effectively communicate that to employers um, was a challenge in person. And now some of them are a little bit more comfortable um, across the screen than they are in person, um, given that there's maybe some less stress or less anxiety around it um, in terms of pivoting for like services we've seen um, kind of a toss up. Luckily, we had some really great technology. Handshake rolled out um, a great virtual career platform that we've had good success with. Um, you know, one of my student athlete events was um, particularly around employers that wanted to recruit student athletes. It was like a, a networking event at night outside. Um, I loved that event, but we had to sadly make it remote. Um, however, instead of it being tethered to that typical in-person career fair, I was now able to, you know, send, uh, invitations to employers that are like the dream employers for my student athletes, the Under Armors, the Nikes, the Pings, Callaways, those companies that wouldn't physically be on campus or wouldn't be capable to visit campus. Um, so I think it's expanded opportunities. Um, I also think it's kind of provided a convenience factor for students as they're so incredibly busy and uh, everyone's kind of crunched for time. Uh, so being able to not have to walk across campus to come to our office and instead just open their laptops and meet with me um, or our, our staff has been, I think, really um, 
positive and I think we're going to continue to offer it as well once we get back in person but it's been um, a mixed bag it just depends on the area or the service so thank you both you started off right along with our next question so that's perfect we're wanting to know a little bit more about what's been good what are the positive outcomes of, of this changing last year this this COVID world so Alex and Amanda you hit that perfectly anybody else have anything else they want to add to that conversation Okay, this is a silly thing. Oh, no, sorry, Danielle, go, you go ahead. Oh, you go, you go. <laughs> well, I just had a silly thing to add. This is Alex again. Um, I've been really enjoying all of the odd events that we've been scheduling just for like connecting with people. So I've done like random paint nights with coworkers, cocktail making classes, comedy nights, all kinds of stuff like that. So I've been enjoying those things. This is Danielle. Mine's kind of um, along the same lines, not as like serious or work related, but now that I've been home a lot more, I was able to get a puppy. So now I have someone to uh, keep me company through all my meetings, uh, even if she insists on climbing into my lap uh, during them. But yeah, no, it's been, that's been a really great uh, upside to all of this. Kenny Clark, go. Okay. Uh, something that I, this is Ken Clark, um, something that I've noticed that has been really great for uh, um, us medical students has been um, the, with the increase of the use of telemedicine and how important that's been over the past year. Um, although we haven't been able to get in in person as much as we like for all the physical exam things that we would like to do as med students, we've had an increase in the opportunity to be able to be well-versed in telemedicine. So a lot of our standardized patients and the people we're working with, we're doing that via Zoom as well. So that when we get into the field, uh, we're able, we're, we're well-versed in, in how to do that. We can talk to people over over Zoom and you know make diagnoses and things like that that are necessary, um, which has been just like paramount in this past year. And so now we're creating doctors that'll be able to do that for the future. Yeah, I was, this is Kenny Roberts. Um, I was gonna say that I, for me, what I've been able to see as success during this whole pandemic was being able to get involved in organizations that are really meaningful for me. Uh, time for me is usually very limiting just because the sort of nature of my job really keeps me um, fairly inundated through the course of the day into the evenings, um, entertaining and sort of spending time with some of these lawmakers and their staff. Um, but the one thing that I like to say about COVID is that um, the silver lining for a lot of folks is that we got back a lot of time. So if this time has now allowed me to join boards and organizations that I care a lot about, including um, WJ's Alumni Executive Council, um, joining, uh, which I have the pleasure of, of uh, serving with Alex, on, um, I had the opportunity to join a community bank board that is really meaningful for me because I think financial literacy is critical um, for many folks. And I think a lot of people don't really understand the importance of, of uh, not just saving, but also uh, just owning and then having a relationship with uh, a bank. So uh, for me, that newfound time has allowed me to join organizations that are um, important to me and, and serve in a capacity where I think during uh, or post-COVID, I wouldn't maybe not have had the opportunity to maybe dedicate so much time to. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for sharing all that. Um, thinking about, you know, being a young professional in this time, what, what has been uh, the most challenging part of being a young professional, I guess, pre-COVID and, uh, and during COVID, um, and then also like what's been a really exciting opportunity that, that you've had as well. I guess a, an opportunity for growth as Kenny, as Kenny Roberts said, not a, not a challenging thing, an opportunity for growth that you've seen. I can jump in. Uh, this is Danielle. I'm not totally sure if this aligns exactly with your question, but it's one of my favorite pieces of advice to give uh, anyone who's graduating about to enter the job search. Um, it's really great to look on the bright side of any job that you get. So maybe like, I know personally, some of the first positions I had graduating, like were great, but they were internships and then I couldn't stay at the company or maybe the position I started, um, 
I, I realized even though it was wonderful and the people were great, it wasn't a great fit. So I think that could be a little bit of a challenge. Um, there's always something you can take from it. There's always something you can learn from that position. There's always somebody that's a great new connection at that job. Um, and also an exciting side of that is that you should never like settle in a position. So maybe like, you know, you're faced with that negative. That's, oh, I started this position and it's not really a perfect fit for me. I don't, I don't love it. I know for me, I, I worked a bit in project management and I realized, you know, I, to be happy in my job, I need to be a little bit more creative. Um, so when I moved to my new company, it was, it was scary leaving, but at the same time, like you always have to take the, the chance to like try a new position. If you feel like it's what you're going to, um, what you're going to be happy. And even if you're like me and have four positions and the year after you graduate, you know, like some aren't a perfect fit, but some are. And so there are positives there are negatives, but it's all, uh, all contributes to the ultimate career journey. So. Um, this is Alex. I think one thing that I found really helpful, um, was like taking advantage of professional development opportunities offered within your organization um, or even like within WNJ. Like WNJ has tons of things that you can get involved with uh, that help alumni as you're looking for jobs or trying to take that next step in your career. Um, but this uh, past fall, my organization offered like a symposium for um, women like at like my age range, my position within the company and how um, you can position yourself for a leadership role within the firm and so it was really interesting like the firm supported me to take pretty much a week off work and just focus on this uh, leadership opportunity um, and just hearing from others that were in a very similar situation to me and just their experiences in the workplace what they were struggling with and how they were trying to uh, better themselves was really inspiring and so um, companies no matter how big or small they are, offer countless opportunities like that. So don't be afraid to take advantage of them. Yeah, Alex, I liked your point. This is Amanda. I liked your point around, um, you know, being able to build a network or just, you know, talk to WJ alumni. I will say there's been so many times in my career thus far where I've relied heavily on other WNJ alumni. And I think being a young professional, you have a built-in excuse, um, so to speak, if, if that's what you want to call it. Like you have a reason, a really great compelling reason to build relationships and network and make connections, um, not only for you to just practice and get better at, um, you know, having conversations, professional conversations um, and using others as a, a knowledge base to understand where you want to go and what you want to do and what is and isn't for you. Um, but I also think it helps you um, develop a sense of being your own advocate or being your biggest advocate, because, you know, once you get into the workplace, you'll find early on as a young professional, like the only person who's going to advocate you as thoroughly as possible is you. Um, so being able to, you know, concisely and, um, you know, in a, in a, in a good way, talk about yourself and what your goals are and where you want to be and what you do. Um, those are all critical elements to, you know, not only building yourself as a professional, but building a network. Um, and I know the WJ alumni family is uh, one that I rely on consistently um, to help build my network and, and take me to new places. Yeah, and I would say this is Kenny Roberts to build off the network piece. You know, a theme of things that I've mentioned this conversation has been time. And I th think it's critically important to mention that during this time as a young professional, uh, mentors or folks that you may admire uh, usually weren't available as easily um, pre-COVID. Everyone has time now. So this is the opportunity I think more than ever for the folks that are usually inundated with work or traveling um, that you wouldn't necessarily been able to have been on their calendar for maybe a couple of weeks or months, most likely um, they're going to be a little more available now. So I think it, I would share to sort of looking at as coming out of college as a, even just a young professional, 
being able to take advantage of the time that not only you have, but also the time that folks that you um, look up to and admire and reaching out to them and, and realizing that there's opportunity to engage with them, um, likely more than ever, just because of, again, their, their likely availability that they have. I will add a shameless plug for the WNJ alumni mentor at this time. <laughs> if you're not already on it to our listeners, um, we would encourage you to do so. It's on LinkedIn and you can connect with me or with Rachel um, and we can add you to that group. So most of these folks on the call today are members of the WNJ alumni mentor network. So if you'd like to connect with them, that would be a great place to do that. So for our panel, I'm interested to know, what's been the most exciting opportunity of your career? It doesn't have to be the title. It could be something within your position. I can start. Uh, this is Carson. So obviously, I like my first job. And I think with your first job comes a lot of learning. But I think something exciting is that I'm at a smaller business. And with that comes the perks to kind of uh, diversify yourself. So within my position, I'm doing a lot of different tasks. I'm learning how to do a lot of different things. Whereas in a bigger company, I'd probably more boxed off into one specific uh, assignment project. So I can ask for more responsibility. I can ask for different projects. And I think there's a lot to be said in small businesses in that regard where if you want to do something more or if you want to kind of spread out, you, you probably know your boss directly and it's kind of easier to have that line of communication. So I've been able to do a lot of projects very quickly and be an active contributor. I feel like my work is being utilized and I'm not just a face that I like my work. I feel like actually matters and it shows um, on a lot of our marketing stuff. So I think for me, that's been really exciting just to have such a quick turnaround in a job where I feel like what I'm doing, it actually um, matters in a sense. This is Kenny Roberts. Um, and I would say prior to me coming back to Washington DC as a native Washingtonian um, to be a lobbyist, I had the pleasure of uh, serving as the um, aide to President Clinton and uh, to Secretary Clinton and uh, still have the opportunity to do that um, just in a sort of volunteer capacity in the roles that I've had since um, I've, I've, I've come back to Washington and I've had the pleasure, uh, when I think about the coolest thing that I've done um, during the pandemic, I had the pleasure of serving as an aide to President Clinton during uh, this year's inauguration and being able to spend a ton of time with the former presidents, including former President um, George W. Bush, uh, current, obviously, uh, Bill Clinton and President uh, Barack Obama, and uh, that was absolutely incredible. So uh, definitely a really cool thing to have done during COVID with kind of a nice silver lining um, and being able to, everyone wearing masks and all, but being able to be around um, such uh, powerful individuals was um, pretty incredible. Kenny, come on, man. How are we going to follow that? <laughs> Alex, I was just thinking that. <laughs> she, you know, Jamie asked the question. I just had to answer. Anybody else want to add? It doesn't have to be working with presidents. <laughs> I was going to follow up a little bit on Carson's point around uh, feeling like you're contributing. Um, in the sense that one of the biggest and most exciting things um, is understanding that I love what I do and uh, realizing that I like love what I do and being able to do that day in, day out, um, finding some place that values you and a place that um, even though some pla all places have their faults, of course, I have my gripes, um, but finding a place that values you, um, invests in you and a place that you feel uh, supported um, and do work that you actually enjoy. Um, I think if there's any takeaway um, to a couple of the comments, it's, you know, don't be afraid, like Danielle said, don't settle. Um, advocate for yourself, find things that you truly enjoy, because guess what? You're going to have to do it for a while. You're going to work a lot, like 40 hours a week. You know, you got to get wake up, do this every day. So you might as well enjoy it. <laughs> so. This is Danielle. I can jump in after that because uh, Amanda just pretty much summed up a lot of what I was going to say too. You know, I, I struggle to find like um, 
the one most exciting thing I've done in my career simply because like, I love what I do so much that every day is exciting. I mean, anytime we found out that we get a new grant or now that we are rolling out family planning services in five counties in New York, like any little thing like that is just so exciting to me because I, I'm so lucky to be a part of it. And so um, excited to have so much creative freedom over what we do that um, it's all very exciting. And I think too, a lot of that um, is just because I'm super lucky. I, so when I was at WJ, I majored in communications with an emphasis in PR and minored in business administration and gender and women's studies, which is like a whole random slew of things. But now I do marketing at a women's health nonprofit. So it's really cool how that all got to like weave into what I do. So I'd also say that don't be scared to like take classes that maybe like are not exactly what um, you're studying just because they sound interesting and cool. Cause like, you never know when they could pop up and when it could be something that's really uh, helpful in your career. And it's something that you were interested in and then you get to be passionate about it in your career too. So um, yeah, lots of exciting stuff. <laughs> kind of going off what Danielle was talking about with taking interesting classes. classes. Um, I love uh, like sustainability, um, like can talk about it forever. Um, and in my master's uh, program, I ended up taking like a random weekend class that was all about uh, business sustainability and uh, B corporations. And so it was really interesting, not something like I knew a lot about like personal sustainability, but not a lot about how businesses function um, in regards to sustainability. And so it was a fascinating course. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting to know. Like I'm never gonna actually probably use this because I'm not a leader of a large business. Like when am I gonna have to um, use any of this knowledge? Um, and now I'm a member of our uh, living green committee at my office. And so I'm working to like try to find different ways that our office can be more sustainable and work with our national group to try to find larger ways that the company can um, contribute to the green movement. And so um, it's really fun. Like you never know when those like interesting classes that you just have a passion for um, can feed into your work life. and. Um, I don't know, add to those things that you really just love doing and what make uh, work fun to do and go to. Well, I know I'm not on the panel, but I'll quickly add my most exciting opportunity of 14 years at WNJ is watching where all of our amazing students go. I have to tell you that seeing each of you is really exciting for me. I'll pass it back over to Rachel. Thanks, Jamie. It's very nice. I'm glad you added that. Um, it is awesome to hear about like exciting opportunities that you all have had. Really cool. Um, what's next for you all? Like, where do you see yourself? If you see yourself changing fields or or changing careers or or changing businesses, I guess like what's your kind of trajectory of where you see yourself? And you can pick the number of years you see yourself in. But what's next? doesn't have to be a big change either. Just, you know, what's, what's down the pike for you? Um, I think now, like when I was uh, still in my MBA, like I didn't want to take advantage of this, but now that I'm kind of wrapping it up, um, this is Alex, by the way, um, my company offers a lot of like rotational opportunities. And so I'm thinking down the way, maybe like a year or two from now, taking advantage of one of those rotational opportunities. And it could be something that's within your field, within the organization. Like I could just work on a different team or it could be something like completely different. Like one of my close colleagues is doing a rotational program with our um, chief culture officer. And so she's now gonna be a main leader in directing um, our culture movement within the firm. And so that's something I'm trying to look at and figure out what exactly I wanna do in the future, but that's, that's the plan so far. Nothing really major, just like a future, like cool thing to try out for a little bit. Given that I'm in my job day three, uh, this is Kenny Roberts. Uh, plan on staying uh, with my company for a little bit, but ultimately I, I enjoy advocating for policies that I believe in, uh, whether that's talking about the evolution of energy or talking about the need for a diverse workforce or talking about the importance and, and, and critical need for infrastructure. Those are issues that I hope to continue working on. At my long-term uh, goal is to run for public office at some point, uh, but for the time being, uh, I'll be in DC and hopefully for a long time.
Anyone else want to add anything to that? add something i mean i love higher ed don't get me wrong i absolutely love higher ed um i'd like to potentially shift into maybe a role that works with graduate students as i primarily work with undergraduates love the undergrads but would like to build some skills um but i've also considered you know hr and potentially recruiting um as i do love coaching and also you know <laughs> um talking with people about potential opportunities and just seeing um you know people's career paths grow and blossom that's something i really enjoy um but yeah higher ed for now because cmu is a good place to be but potential switch at some point whenever those things pop up but you know hr maybe so come to the corporate side <laughs> i guess well, i think it's no secret that i was going to say kenny clark probably wants to be a doctor <laughs> yes, yes, this is Kenny Clark. And, yeah, and so down the pike for me, I, I, I definitely uh, want to be a physician to provide equitable health care to underrepresented groups specifically and uh, just, just be able to, to, to breathe life back into people and help them um, in a medical way and also on a personal level as well by making those connections and uh, just like everyone's been echoing, just doing things that I'm passionate about um, on the side as well. Thank you all. Uh, Rachel is having some technical difficulties. She can hear us, but she she can't she can't be heard at the moment. But so as we wrap up our time together, thinking about advice that you would have for students who are graduating and leaving WNJ, what is something you had to learn quickly, and and that might be a piece of advice for um, somebody fresh out of graduation. Um, I'll hop in just because I'm one of the most recent graduates. Um, I would say don't be discouraged. It took me six months to get my job. And I think coming out of college, like you can think on paper, like uh, your, your grades were good. You had the internships, you had great networking. But I mean, the hard reality is there's a million kids. I say kids, but young adults trying to get a job too. And it's a very competitive market. And, um, you know, hopefully... Uh, the jobs like the job market starts to recover a little bit more as we go on but you know you'll get a lot of no replies you'll do a lot of applications that will just not go anywhere but just try to stay positive I'm a true believer in that the right thing will come along when it's time um, and just be patient so I would just say um, be patient uh, use utilize the time to keep your skills up take a free course online to strengthen your skills keep up networking, just try to do everything that you can control to, you know, stay um, involved and just really just keep your head up because it, it's discouraging at some points, but everything always turns out the way it's meant to be. And then I think my other part would be um, it's, it's a first job. You know, I think people are very fixed on finding the perfect job. And I think as a young professional, you want to learn, you want to try to figure out who you are in the workplace, who you are and where you want your career to go. So I would say, don't be too picky. Um, if the uh, company has a goal or a mission you're passionate about, but the job fits some of your boxes and by all of them, still interview, like you never know. Um, so just keep open-minded to really evaluate all of your options. And then at the end of the day, just make the best decision that will work for you. Yeah, this is Kenny Roberts. I would say, without a doubt, be very confident in your value proposition. I, I think sometimes folks don't necessarily um, understand or really kind of own their skill sets, whether it's, it's your personality or, or the technical items that you may know. Uh, but really, going out of coming out of school, whenever you're applying for a job, um, to echo what was mentioned earlier, I think you don't be discouraged. And I think a way to make sure that you are grounded is making sure that you just know what you can bring to the table. Um, there are a lot of folks applying for jobs every day, um, arguably the job that you want. So uh, be very firm about what you can uniquely bring to the table. And again, understand and be confident in, in communicating your, your value proposition. Um, I think this kind of goes along with something Danielle mentioned earlier. This is Alex, by the way. Um, know when it's okay like what know when it's something's not working um like my first job out of college 
it absolutely sucked. It was terrible. Um, I took it like I uh, was in a similar position. Like it took me a while to find my first job out of college. I was trying to decide between two positions. I ended up choosing the wrong one and um, it just wasn't a good fit. Um, and so you have to know like pretty quickly after that, like this isn't working. Let me try to find the next thing. And so never stop looking for kind of the next position or trying to figure out what your next move is. Doesn't necessarily maybe mean switching companies entirely, but know kind of where your future is. You don't have to have a detailed like five-year plan, but know kind of where you're thinking you want to go next and how you can get there. And so I wish I would have known that, I think, earlier in my first job because it took me a while to realize I'm like, I got to stick it out for like a year. I got to stay here. going to look bad if I jump around. Um, and I should have just immediately started looking for new positions. So know when something's not working and when you need to find something to kind of better your experience. Uh, kind of, um, this is Kenny Clark, uh, echoes my sentiments as well. Just uh, be adaptable um, and kind of own your story because once you own your story, you're, you know you're the one in control and you can write the ending to it or write the next chapter. So no matter, no matter where you're at, just know that you're in control and you can, you can make that next step. And even if it's not going the way that you think it, it should, it, you know that, that you're in control of what happens next. So, um, and just, just keep an open mind, no matter, no, matter what your, no matter what your position is when you're coming out of college or if you're at a certain school or whatever, just know that like you're in control. If you wanna switch gears, you can do that. If you wanna stay on um, a certain track, you can do that as well. This is Danielle. Sorry, I got kicked off on my laptop, so I had to join via iPhone, but um, I'm pretty sure we're talking about what some advice is. Is that right, Kenny? Can you nod if that's right? Okay, thank you. Um, so I'd say that one of the biggest things that I um, have gotten feedback on from bosses and everything is just having like a can-do attitude and just being positive can get you so far. Um, obviously a lot of jobs, it comes down to skill set first and foremost, but just even having, um, a positive attitude and knowing that you are willing to learn and able to, um, adapt to different situations and, um, do what is, you know, needed of you in your position can, can go a really long way, um, in just about any position. Awesome. Thank you all so much for all of your insight and, and learning about your experiences. And we're so glad you were able to join us and uh, share your stories. And you all have so many exciting things going on in your lives. And we're glad that you're WJ alum because we get to brag and talk about you all the time. So definitely great to have you with us tonight. And thanks for taking time out of your evening too to talk with us. Thank you so much, as Rachel said, for doing all of this. And it is really just wonderful to see all of you again.